Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Locked On Fantasy Live Show. Do you have fantasy football questions that you need answered before your draft? Make sure that you don't miss out on the Locked On Fantasy Live Show airing tonight on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Go over there and subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page right now so that you don't miss it because our stable of fantasy experts are going to be answering your questions live or you can submit your questions ahead of time by sending them to at Locked On Network on Twitter. But we have a big Wednesday show ahead here on the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to talk Tennessee Titans roster cuts. We're going to talk about the NFL Network's top 100 list and the Titans that made it. We're also going to discuss and preview the joint practices beginning today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys that I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked On Titans podcast all year long. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world by subscribing on whatever platform you stream podcast and make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Smash that notification bell so you know when I put up a new episode. Check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all that housekeeping out of the way, we have to discuss the Titans trimming the roster down to 85 players. We have to discuss three Tennessee Titans on the top 100 list. And we have to discuss joint practices kicking off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Titans fans, let's get it. Diving into the Tennessee Titans roster moves. So as I discussed on yesterday's show, the Titans had to cut the roster down to 85 players from 90 as of 4 p.m. Eastern time per the NFL. And they were able to do that not just by cutting players, but unfortunately, injuries are piling up in training camp. And the Titans placed a few guys on IR as well to move them off the roster. Let's dive into the names. Number one, the guy that actually got waived today, just outright cut from the team, was offensive lineman Paul Adams. Now, Adams has been with the Titans for about a year and a half now on that practice squad, fighting for a roster spot. Unfortunately, on Friday night in Atlanta, he was the last offensive lineman to get reps, which is the true test of where you are on the depth chart. And besides that point, he didn't necessarily play that well either. He was injured early in camp, so the Titans just went ahead and cut Baton. Paul Adams was one of the players that we talked about yesterday when discussing who could be on the chopping block. So that did come to pass. Now, the next two players that were taken off the roster were because of injury. Defensive lineman Trevin Colley, who actually played pretty well at the beginning of the game against Atlanta, was placed on injured reserve with a foot injury. And then safety Tedrick Thompson, who literally just got to the Titans last week, he was placed on IR after a left leg injury in practice on Monday night. Now you're asking yourself right now, wait a minute, that's only three players. I thought the Titans had to trim down to 85. Well, here's the thing. 
the Titans were only at 87 people when they started. So that brought the roster down to 84 guys. Now your next question is, wait, I thought the Titans were allowed to have 85. Well, here is the cinch. The Titans have dealt with a ton of injuries at the safety position. Matthias Farley has missed time. Also, we've seen Dane Crookshank miss time. Brady Breeze is now going to miss some time after getting injured. And not only that, I just mentioned Tedrick Thompson is hurt as well. So the Titans are missing a ton of different safeties. And with that final 85th roster spot, that's exactly what they did. Added another safety in Jamal Carter, who has spent some time with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I don't expect Carter to really make a run to make the roster. But quite frankly, the Titans need bodies. So there you go. The roster is at 85 Two players on IR, one player cut, taking the Titans down to 84, and then the signing of safety, Jamal Carter, gets them to 85. Now, just for schedule purposes, so you know, the Titans do have to make another roster cut very, very soon, a week from today or a week from Tuesday, which would be August the 24th. The Titans will have to cut down the roster from 85 down to 80. And then a week after that, August the 31st, the Titans will have to finally cut down that roster from 80 all the way to 53. It's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that, you know, 30 players on pretty much every single team, 32 teams are going to get cut on the same exact day on that August the 31st date. That is quite a bit of people to lose their jobs in one day in one profession. But hey, that is the business, and I will be making sure to break down everything that you need to know from all of the Titans roster decisions as we get closer and closer to those dates. Now, going forward in today's show, we are going to talk about some Tennessee Titans who made the NFL Network's top 100 list. It was just released earlier this week. Now, one thing to consider here is they only released the first 60 players from spot 100 all the way down to spot 41. So it's not the entire 100, but we still saw three Tennessee Titans players on that top 100 list, even though we only got about the first 60 guys. I'm going to tell you exactly who those Tennessee Titans were, but before we get into that, do want to remind you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season is right around the corner, and baseball season is currently in full swing. So it's a great time to get signed up at betonline.ag. They have all the latest odds, all the latest news, all the latest info you could ever want when placing a wager. And they also have the opportunity to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You're literally going to get free money from betonline.ag when you sign up, and I'm going to tell you how. When you do sign up for free at betonline.ag, put in the promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. And like I said, when you make that first deposit, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus, free money at betonline.ag when you use the promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, breaking down everything you need to know from the first 
60 players of the NFL's top 100 list heading into 2021. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the show, they only released the first 60 players, but there are three Titans there. We're going to go into that list. Number one, coming in at spot number 83, we have Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Now, I personally just want to say, it's nice to see Ryan Tannehill get recognition. The Titans don't get a ton of national recognition all the time, and it's often, in my opinion, that the Titans' best players are underrated nationally because the Titans just don't get that kind of buzz. But the tide is starting to change, and having Ryan Tannehill on this list, despite all the narratives surrounding Ryan Tannehill, I mean, when you think about it, everybody says all he does is hand off. Derrick Henry made Ryan Tannehill. It's the offense. It was Arthur Smith. Ryan Tannehill never seems to get his just due. So the fact that he's even on this list, in my opinion, is, is a great sign, and it's something that you could be happy about as a Titans fan. But you also have to take into account that Ryan Tannehill was ranked 15 spots higher the year before. How does that make any sense when he didn't even play a full season in 2019 and then follows it up in 2020 with 65% completion, 3,800 passing yards, 33 passing touchdowns, only seven interceptions, and then seven rushing touchdowns as well to get him to 40 total touchdowns. How can you have that type of season, your team win the division, have a home playoff game, and you drop 15 spots? That doesn't quite make a lot of sense, but at the end of the day, you got to take what you can take, and I'm happy to see a Tennessee Titans quarterback as part of the top 100 players in the NFL. Now, here's the parts where, you know, you guys might get triggered a little bit. Now, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible here, but when you look at a quarterback that's ranked ahead of Ryan Tannehill, it doesn't sit well, quite frankly. And Baker Mayfield, is at number 71, 12 spots higher than Ryan Tannehill. Now, Baker Mayfield's a good player. He should be in the top 100. I'm okay with that. I learned my lesson hating on Baker Mayfield last year. Trust me. And all of you guys who have been listening to the show for a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been listening to the show for a while, let me just say the Titans lost to the Browns last year, and it is 100% my fault. It's going to be on me. I'll take that loss forever. Not a problem. I can shoulder that blame. But Baker Mayfield had 62% completion percentage, only 3,500 yards compared to Tannehill's 38. 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Tannehill had 37 and seven, not to mention the rushing touchdowns. Baker Mayfield had a better, healthier offensive line, and they had similar run games. Yeah, the Titans have Derrick Henry, but with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, the Browns have just as good of a run game overall outside of just one running back. And most people would say that Nick Chubb might be the second or third best pure runner in the NFL. Some publications even have him at number one, which is asinine to me because, you know, Derrick Henry exists. But either way, the situations and the help around the quarterback is very comparable. It's ever Ryan Tannehill completely outperformed. Baker Mayfield statistically. So how can Tannehill be that far behind Baker? If those two were switched and Tannehill was 71 and Baker was 83, that would make a ton of sense. Now, I do want to mention one other quarterback here, and I'm not going to make the argument that Tannehill should be higher, but I'm sure some of you would. And Justin Herbert, 
after his rookie season, did win rookie of the year, one of the best rookie seasons by a, a quarterback ever. Justin Herbert was at 56. 56. It's very high for a guy coming off his rookie season where his team went six and nine. Um, I have high hopes for what Herbert could do in year two, but 56 and that much ahead of Baker and Tannehill, almost 30 spots ahead of Tannehill. Come on now. Nobody can believe that. No, Herbert was good. He had over 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I mean, the guy played great. I, like, like I said, I don't want to take away from Baker or take away from Justin Herbert, but I just find the differences between their rating and Ryan Tannehill's to be ridiculous. Quite frankly, I don't know how else to put it. Now, we got to move forward to some other Titans on the list because there are a couple more Titans on the list, and both of these Titans are making their first appearance on the top 100. This next player, I was surprised that he made the list. I know, and you guys know, that he's excellent. But because of the, the bias against the Titans nationally, I didn't think that this player would be on here, but he got some love from ESPN's top 10 list. He's number six among interior defensive linemen there, and he comes in at number 78 on the top 100 players list by NFL Network, and it is Jeffrey Simmons. Again, his first appearance on the list, like I said. Very surprising to see Big Jeff. I know how disruptive he has been. You guys know how disruptive he's been because we've watched the games, but not everybody is paying attention to the Tennessee Titans like we are. And the interior defensive line, the offensive line, those are two of the most difficult positions to really judge impact because there aren't a lot of good statistical things to look at. Offensive linemen aren't putting up any real stats. You can look at some player grades and you look at some analytics, but there's no definitive stat like yards and touchdowns and all those things we have for skill position players. And similarly, defensive linemen, I mean, they have sacks and tackles for loss and tackles and pressures and all this stuff, but... I mean, you cannot have a dominant statistical season and still be one of the most dominant interior defensive linemen in the NFL. So it's just a hard position to gauge. But glad to see that Jeffrey Simmons getting his just due nationally and around the league. People know who Jeff Simmons is. And this year, he's going to let them know that he's one of the best there is, period. So excited to see Jeff make the list. Then the next Titan at number 62, A. J. Brown, his first appearance on this list. I don't know how he didn't make the list at all after his rookie season in 2019, but either way, two years in, A.J. Brown comes in at 62, and I think he's going to go even higher after this year. Remember, last year, he had two injured knees the entire season that he had to have surgery on. Now, A.J. is healthy. He's ready to go. He's as confident as ever. It's about to get crazy. I expect A.J. Brown to be in about the top 40, top 30 by next year's list. So those are the three Titans that made the first 60 players. We still have to go 40 down to zero, and I do expect a couple more Titans on the list. Number one, Derrick Henry. Last year, he was in the top 10. He was number 10. I expect him to be in the top five. Remember, this list is done by other NFL players, and other NFL players tend to have more respect for running backs than the national media. There's a a bias against running backs in the media for understandable reasons, but the NFL players tend to respect the position a little bit more. So after a 2,000-yard season, two years in a row of leading the NFL in rushing, Derrick Henry is going to be top five. 
Now, the other Tennessee Titan I expect to see in here is Julio Jones. And although Julio was injured for about half the season last year, all the players around the league still respect his greatness. And when he was out the field, out on the field, he was killing them. So I expect Julio Jones to be somewhere from 25 to 35, somewhere in there. He was number 11 last year, obviously going to drop off a little bit from that. Now, before we move on to previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Tennessee Titans in joint practices. I just wanted to give a little bit of love to a former Tennessee Titan who made the top 100 list, and it was wide receiver Corey Davis who made it at number 91. Now, I didn't want the Titans to bring back Corey Davis because I figured he would get the amount of money that he ended up getting from the Jets, about 12 to $13 million a year. Didn't think that was worth it. So I know some of you guys are going to bring that up, but that does not mean that I wish ill on Corey Davis or I don't want him to succeed in New York. I hope Corey Davis plays great in New York for the Jets because, quite frankly, Corey Davis could have an amazing year, and I don't think the Jets are going to harm the Titans long-term goals in any way. So I'm okay with Corey Davis doing good for for the rest of his career. Congrats to him. Got his money. Pretty good play there at the end of his career in Tennessee. Congrats on being in the top 100. Uh, Obviously, Corey dealt with some injuries early on in his career. It's a big step for him being consistent. But that is going to do it for our review of the top 100 list by NFL Network. Like I said, we're going to move into previewing joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next. Before we get into that, though, do want to remind you guys about the best tasting protein bar ever, and it comes from our friends over at Built Bar. They have a ton of different flavors on the website. They have something for everyone. My personal favorites are the peanut butter brownie and the salted caramel. Take that peanut butter brownie, stick it in the microwave for about 15 seconds. Boy, it tastes like a dessert you would have got at a restaurant. The taste is really excellent. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, but it's not just the taste. The bars are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great as a meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. I'm not on a diet or anything. I love eating the Built Bars just because they taste good. Make sure that you head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar. Let's cap off this Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, breaking down everything you need to know heading into Tennessee Titans versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers joint practices this afternoon. What I did was I have two groups on offense and two groups on defense that I think stand to benefit the most from going head-to-head against the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, before we get into that, do want to remind you guys about the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Betting on the Titans doesn't have to be a guessing game when you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast. You're going to get daily picks. You're going to get blowout specials. You're going to get wrong team favored picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Make sure that you follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. But we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. And I think the group that stands to benefit the most out of all the groups on offense is the offensive line. And the reason for that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a fantastic defensive front led by names like Nadamik and Sue, Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, 
Jason Pierre-Paul, even rookie Joe Tryon has been impressing in training camp and in preseason. You also have a depth guy like Will Golston. They have a really good rotation there. Had the fifth most sacks in the NFL as a defense in 2020. The Titans offensive line stands to get a lot better by having the opportunity to go up against that D-line. Now, how much will the Titans starters actually play in these joint practices? So far, Taylor Lewan has not gone full go in 11, excuse me, 11 on 11 situations. Nate uh, Nate Davis and Ben Jones have been missing a ton of practices lately. Roger Southfield is a veteran who do you really need to put him in that situation? And then in my opinion, Kendall Lamb was set to be the starting right tackle, but then he injured his arm during practice last week. So who knows what's going on there? Ty Sambrillo, like Taylor Lewan, coming off of an injury. He's probably not ready to go full go in 11 on 11 yet. None of those guys I just mentioned played in the preseason game against Atlanta. So what will the Titans do? Will they take advantage of this opportunity to you know, sharpen iron versus iron and uh, make the O-line better? That's something that, uh, that I'll be paying attention to, but I certainly hope that the starting offensive line gets a chance to go up against that talented defensive front. It's only going to get them as ready as possible for the regular season. And then staying with the offensive side of the ball, the tight end group. The tight end group not only in blocking, but also going out for passes is going to have to contend with the stout linebacker group from Tampa Bay, you have young linebacker Devin White, who is just a missile all over the field. You have Sage veteran Levante David, the one-time All-Pro and Pro Bowler. They even have good depth with K.J. Britt and veteran Kevin Minter. So I like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have at the linebacker spot. It's going to be a difficult task for guys like Anthony Furser, Jeff Swaim, Luke Stalker, Tommy Hudson, Jared Pinckney. Uh, even Miller Forrestal, Cracker Miller, it's Forrestal time. It's going to be tough for those guys to not only block those linebackers, but also get open across the middle of the field. I would say Devin White and Levante David might be the best combination of pass coverage linebackers in the NFL. San Francisco has a pretty good set. There's a few other sets that are pretty good, but that's probably the top pairing in my opinion. So the tight ends will be tested across the middle of the field. We are going to transition into defense. And like the offensive line, the number one group that I think stands to benefit from going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on defense is the Titans secondary. They're going to go up against a wide receiver and tight end group with a ton of talented options. At wide receiver for the Bucs, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. At tight end, you have Gronk, OJ Howard, Cam Bray. I mean, that's a very solid group of pass catchers. The Titans secondary, not just the cornerbacks, but the safeties are going to have their hands full. Jack Rabbit, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, Christian Fulton. Hopefully Christian Fulton is feeling good to go after a little bit of an injury earlier in the week. Also, looking down after that, you got to think about the Titans safeties that are new in the building. Clayton Gaithers, uh, Bradley McDougal. Uh, Jamal Carter, who we just talked about. I literally, the Titans just signed Jamal Carter like an hour and a half ago. And he's going to have to play big time for the Titans in these joint practices. Uh, at the cornerback group, you obviously have Breon Borders, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, Chris Jones. I mean, it's going to be a tough task, but it's only going to make them better. And I would rather have the Titans deal with this right now before the beginning of the season. And lastly, on defense, 
the Titans' defensive line. The Buccaneers have a very good offensive line. Only gave up 22 sacks in 2020. That was the fourth least in the league. They got Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Tristan Wirfs. I mean, just a really good line. And Obviously, I talked about the Tampa Bay defensive line and talked about the Tampa Bay offensive line. And that should kind of ring a bell in your guys' head. Football is won in the trenches. The Titans put a bunch of money towards Bud Dupree. Danico Autry went with youth in the secondary because winning up front is the genesis of everything you need in football. So those battles in the trenches are going to be very important for the Titans as they take on the Buccaneers. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever podcast platform you do stream. Also, please check out the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Smash that notification bell so you know when I put up a new episode. Things are growing really, really fast over there. Thank you guys so much for all the support. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.